Hi there! Coach Antonio Aguirre here for the Life Deck Show. I'm very excited to bring you so much value in each podcast episode, like this one that you're about to listen to. Well, I do hope you enjoy listening to each episode just as much as I did recording this for you. Alright, let's dig into today's episode. Let's go! Success really isn't optional. It is your God-given duty to be successful. But the learnings I have had is worth millions for me. Hi, my name is Coach Antonio, and in this episode, we're going to talk about important life lessons from Grant Cardone's The 10x Rule. Let's go. Grant Cardone, he is worth $300 plus million as of 2021. He's a real estate mogul. He's a public speaker, a sales coach, best-selling author. In this episode, we're going to talk about nine important life lessons from his book, The 10X Rule. First things first, the biggest mistake most people make in life is not setting goals high enough. People set low goals for themselves that it's too easy to reach. Your goals should scare you and at the same time excite you all in one go. You want to set targets that seem impossible to reach, but be obsessed in your pursuit towards them. That's one of the most important lessons I learned from the book, uh, The 10X Rule. Success really isn't optional. It is your God-given duty to be successful. You're not born in life to be mediocre. Everyone is born to be great. It's just that people don't set high enough goals for themselves that they become mediocre people instead. Limiting the amount of success you desire is such a crime to humanity. I remember Arnold Schwarzenegger saying this before that the human body is supposed to be extended or stretched to its limits. That's why he pushed every day himself to become, you know, one of the most successful bodybuilders of all time. That's one concept of bodybuilders, what they do with their body because they always say you were born simple but if you don't take care of your body, you wouldn't know your whole potential. That's number one. So the next one is if people aren't saying you are working too much, you're not working enough. This is a hardworking mindset. It means that you want to rid yourself of average thinking and average action. If people are not saying you are working too much, then you aren't working enough. I've heard this a lot of times from people. That's why I had the saying back in 2017 that I'm never not working because people always say, oh, this guy's too hardworking. Like, does he even sleep? I've had that notion for the longest time and I believed in that. People will really notice that you're really hardworking and they will tell that you work too much. You're working too much that you could die. That sort of thing. If you don't work yourself off to accomplish your goals and dreams, you'll be used to accomplishing someone else's goals and dreams. And that's through a job. If you just want to do a simple job, you're doing the same thing repeatedly over and over again, that's a 9 to 5. If you're tasked to do accounting or some sort of labor work for for someone, then most likely it's going to be comfortable for you or it's going to be easy because you're doing it every day over and over again. Doing things that you're not used to, that you're not comfortable. So there's no growth in that. Rid yourself of average thinking and average action. Instead, do things that are above average of what you're used to doing. Next thing, you never worry about how much work it's going to take. Think about how great the results are going to become or will be. First, be fully committed, then figure out the details afterwards. You have to commit yourself to doing something first and not be someone that does something at first and that excites them and then when the excitement is gone, they don't do it anymore. People talk about being excited doing something new for them and then you look at them after 30 days
days or a month or a few months and then the excitement's gone. Because when you're motivated and dedicated to what you're doing, the thing is the habits that you have built across that timeline is what's going to bring you further and continue what your goals are supposed to be. Here are basic reasons why most of us often fail. Number one, we set low standards and set easy goals for us to achieve. What happens is you're always achieving your goals, so you're always set up to making them and at the same time, there's no fulfillment in that. So when you're saying that you're going to finish off 10 emails today and you're used to doing that, then there's no rewarding feeling after that. We're exchanging short-term happiness for long-term happiness for this. Number two, we underestimate how much effort is actually needed for us to be able to succeed in what we want to do. Number three, we compete instead of dominating. We're trying to always look on our left and our right and what the other person is doing instead focusing on ourselves and dominating what we are supposed to do. Number four, we underestimate the adversity that you have to overcome. Number five, we're excusing failure and it's a means of us not doing things and stopping things that we want to do. And number six, we're settling for becoming just average. Next, fear is a signal of what you should be doing. Fear is a signal of what you should be doing. What does that mean? Feel the fear, but do it anyway. I've said that in one of my posts recently. And it's an inaction that breeds fear and anxiety in us. Tackle every problem head on. You don't want to tackle a problem punching backwards. Have you seen a boxer punching backwards? No. Have you seen someone dunking backwards? There's no such thing. As a basketball player, you want to attack the rim with ferocious intensity like how Russell Westbrook does it on the court. Fear should always be your signal of what you should be doing. If you fear being ridiculed or being made fun of by other people, or you fear that it's embarrassing that you're doing something, but it's something you like to do, do it anyway because no one really cares. Everyone has their own problems and they don't really care about what you do. Just do it anyway. Next thing, you want to focus on abundance, not balance. You want to have more than enough, but not balancing it. Let me explain. So don't think either or. Think and all. It's one of the things talked about in the book, Secrets of Millionaire mind, it talks about the mindset of a poor person versus a rich person, a wealthy person. A poor person will think either or is fine with me. I'm okay with either with A and B. Whatever you give me, I'll take either of A and B. A rich person will think, why not both? I want both. Can I have both? It's a mindset of having a mind of abundance. Money is abundant. Paper can always be printed, but time, no. You can't print time. Money is something that the banks all over the world can always print, but your time, you are as young as you are now. Tomorrow, you'll not be as young as you were yesterday. And and that's one of the things being said in this book. Focus on your abundance and not balancing everything. Next, you want to focus on time management. What is time management? Time management is about knowing your priorities and executing them every day. You don't want to always say yes to everything. You want to be able to say no because saying no to something that you don't like or don't really want to do is a superpower. And that's why employees cannot say no to their boss when they say something because they have to do it. But if you are in control, you can always say no with conviction. Success like a garden. You're constantly going to tend to it and you're going to have to take care of it as a result of being in control. Being in control is a sign that you have good time management. And just like I said, it's a difference of between saying yes and no to someone when you're asked to do something. I've said it in one of my posts that how powerful are you really when you're not in control of your own schedule? When your schedule is dictated by a 9 to 5 or someone based on what you need to do for the day, then are you really 
in control of your life thing. And this this struck a lot of people hard. Don't follow the pack. Lead the pack instead. Never adapt to the norms of your sector. You want to find ways to dominate and crush the competition that you have. You don't want to be a follower. You want to be a leader in your pack. So you want to create a narrow pathway that's yours only. And that pathway is so narrow that no one can overtake you. Imagine if you take a one-way road and there's no way you can overtake the one in front of you. You have no choice. Everyone who's behind you is going to follow your speed. And that means you are in control because you are on your own narrow path. No one can overtake you nor can surpass what you are. So you're leading the pack. You are in front. No one's ahead of you. So you can go 100 kilometers per hour if you want to. You can go 60. You can go 20 as long as you're moving. If you're not moving, people are going to get pissed. But if you are moving 1, 2, 10, 20, 50, 100, I don't know how fast you want to go, but you are in control. So there's no need to speed up. You can go from 1 to 10 and so on and so forth. And that's the great thing about it. You will always be in control. Lastly, you want to emulate the thoughts and actions of successful people or people who are on top of you or let's say people who you want to be in your future. These successful people and you too, of course, will become successful. I mean, it just makes sense. If you follow someone that's below you, most likely you're not going anywhere. If you follow someone who's at par with you, then you're not going anywhere too. But if you look at someone three levels, four levels, five levels, if you are, let's say, in a company and you're level F, don't you want to be level A? And that's the, the ambition for those who are, for example, in a corporate ladder. But some people, why don't you want to own the ladder yourself? People talk about climbing the corporate ladder. I thought about that before. Like, I was level F and I wanted to be that level A guy in our office, I came to realize that why not own my own ladder? Even if the ladder is smaller than this ladder where I'm working at, at least I own the ladder. Does that make sense? You want to carry the attitude that anything is possible and that it can be done. Be a person that thinks always can, not cannot. Things are all about cans. Winners are all about people who can, not people who say you can't. So believe in yourself to figure it out. And if you do think that, you actually will. Everything starts with your mind. When you say that you can do it even if someone says no that's impossible it can't be done no one has done it why not me and that's why most things have been invented for example just like the Wright brothers the guys that invented the airplane imagine how crazy it was to think that people can fly more than one person to not just with wings I can carry 10 20 100 talk about 500 people in one plane back then it was impossible to think that but why not you have to dream a lot crazier than the, the average person because the average person would think of average things that's why they call geniuses borderline crazy because you have to be borderline crazy to think of things that are not thinkable or doable there's so many things i don't know leave a comment in the comment section on what you think were were just impossible to do back then but now it's really possible spacex nasa was the only one that was doing it in the u.s now there's spacex self-driving cars are possible like we always thought that money was the only currency and now you have crypto currency. No bank is controlling that anymore. The control is all with the people that owns it. There, there's just so many things. You have to be audacious with your dreams enough that you think it's something that you can do. Most people who are wealthy are actually people who do things normal people don't do. They see the problems and they see the solutions at the same time. You see the difference? Like Poor people always think about the, the problems that they see every day in, in society and then that's it. They, they, will, they will complain to other people of what's not happening in their lives and what needs to be done but then when you see what they've done 
they've done nothing really, to be honest. Emulate the thoughts and actions of successful people and you too will become successful yourself. So you want to emulate people that, that you want to be in the future. You can be an intern for someone, right? I've had so many interns my entire life because me, myself, I believed in that. I've worked for free for so many people. I've worked for 10,000 pesos for someone, but the learnings I've had is worth millions for me. And that's fine. You don't want to work for someone just for that, but you're thinking of the lessons that you've gotten from them and it's worth more than what you're getting for basically let's just summarize everything from the 10x rule book so number one success isn't optional it's a must number two you want to set impossible goals for yourself in that case the impossible goals become possible and number three you want to put in 10x of your normal effort. Uh, number four, walk towards your fear, not away from it. Number five, have an abundance mindset. You can have everything that you want if you think you can't have everything. Number six, dominate, don't compete. Number seven, emulate successful people. And number eight, believe religiously in yourself. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. If you found value in today's episode, make sure to share it and tag me on your social media accounts and I'll do my best to repost or comment on it. Follow me on Instagram at AntonioGirid.Junior. Leave a comment about this episode and subscribe to me on my YouTube channel, Coach Antonio Aguirre Jr. I'll talk to you soon on the next podcast episode. Aight? Peace.